toward Rangy. He hunched in his jacket as he walked around the stone courtyard wall toward the doors of the lobby. His keys were color-coded, something his brothers called anal and he deemed efficient. In seconds, he was out of the cold and into the building. He hit the lights, then just stood there, grinning like a moron. The decorative tile rug highlighted the span of the floor and added another note of charm to the softly painted walls with their custom, creamy wainscoting. Beckett had been right on target about leaving the sidewall exposed brick, and their mother had been dead on about the chandelier. Not fancy, not traditional, but somehow organic with its bronzy branches and narrow, flowing globes centered over that tile rug. He glanced right, noted the lobby restrooms with their fancy tiles and green-veined stone sinks had been painted. He pulled out his notebook, jotted down the need for a few touch-ups before he walked through the stone arch to the left. More exposed brick. Yeah, Beckett had a knack. The laundry room shelves showed ruthless organization. That would be Hope's hand. Her iron will had booted his brother Ryder out of his on-site office so she could start organizing. He paused at what would be Hope's office, saw his brother's mark there, the sawhorses and a sheet of plywood forming his rough desk, the fat white binder, the job Bible, some tools, cans of paint. Wouldn't be much longer, Owen calculated, before Hope kicked Ryder out again. He continued on, stopped to bask at the open kitchen. They'd installed the lights, the big iron fixture over the island, the smaller versions at each window. Warm wood cabinets, creamy accent pieces, smooth granite paid compliment to gleaming stainless steel appliances. He opened the fridge, started to reach for a beer. He'd be driving shortly, he reminded himself and took a can of Pepsi instead before he made a note to call about installation of the blinds and window treatments. They were nearly ready for them. He moved on to reception, took another scan, grinned again. The mantle Ryder had created out of a thick old plank of barn wood suited the old brick and the deep open fireplace. At the moment, tarps, more paint cans, more tools crowded the space. He made a few more notes, wandering back, moving through the first arch, then paused on his way across the lobby to what would be the lounge, when he heard footsteps on the second floor. He walked through the next arch leading down the short hallway toward the stairs. He saw Luther had been hard at work on the iron rails and ran a hand over it as he started the climb. Okay. Pretty damn gorgeous. Rye, you up here? A door shut smartly, made him jump a little. His quiet blue eyes narrowed as he finished the climb. His brothers weren't against screwing with him, and damned if he'd give either of them an excuse to snicker. Ho, he said in mock fear. It must be the ghost. I'm so scared. He made the turn toward the front of the building, saw that the door to Elizabeth and Darcy was indeed closed, 
unlike that of Titania and Oberon across from it. Very funny, he thought sourly. He crept toward the door, intending to shove it open, jump in, and possibly give whichever one of his brothers was playing games a jolt. He closed his hand on the curved handle, pulled it down smoothly, pushed. The door didn't budge. Cut it out, asshole! But he laughed a little in spite of himself, at least until the door flew open and both porch doors did the same. He smelled honeysuckle, sweet as summer on the rush of icy air. Well, Jesus. He'd mostly accepted they had a ghost, mostly believed it. After all, there'd been incidents, and Beckett was adamant. Adamant enough he'd named her Elizabeth in honor of the room she preferred. But this was Owen's first personal, up-close...